changed since we last met, Doctor. There was this girl, just today, a young thing. Something of a danger. She was getting too close. I felt the bloodlust rising, just as the family had taught me I was going to kill her without a thought. And then I stopped. She's alive somewhere right now. She's walking around this city because I can change. I did change. I know I can't prove it. I believe you. And you know I'm capable of better. It doesn't mean anything. I spared her life. You let one of them go, but that's nothing new. Every now and then a little victim's spared because she smiled, because he's got freckles, because they begged. And that's how you live with yourself. That's how you slaughter millions. Because once in a while, on a whim, if the wind's in the right direction, you happen to be kind. Only a killer would know that. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl in the Podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who today. We're actually talking about a Russell T. Davis first season of the new series story called Boomtown. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Annie. And um, before we get into this beloved episode, um, <laughs> anything? I knew it. Any, I don't, what? I are, are there any? Um, is there any Doctor Who news we need to talk about? I know. I know we were going to hold off on some of the. Um, oh, they've been rumors announcing about... guest stars the last couple of weeks. Yeah, some. Uh, I can't remember who they are. <laughs> Ooh, I just I had it up on my screen just now, and I said I don't care, and I put it away. But there are people I were, were I'm not familiar with, so it didn't mean much to me. Yeah, I did read that there's there's going to be eight episodes in the season. Oh, that we I I think we already yeah. Oh, well, L- Lenny. Well, we're talking about yeah. This is we're going past David Tennant, right? This is with um the, the new series, the season, right? I, not the special. Yes. I think yeah. it's eight. I think they're counting like a Christmas special and these three coming out as that one season. That's oh, they're counting the three. Oh, I didn't realize. I that. think that's that would be my guess. Well, that's disappointing. We considering have, uh, how they considering how they do things now, that would be my guess. They, huh. uh, I'm looking through Doctor Who news. They have Lenny Rush, who's a award winner actor. I don't know anything about them. Um, Obviously, the bigger news, I guess, is the Bonnie Langford's returning to the yes, show. Yes, Bonnie Langford. How could we forget that? I mean, she's such a again a, a popular, beloved, a, a very character. beloved character. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and they showed her riding a motorcycle with the Doctor. So, well, I'll say this: Big Finish redeemed her, where the TV show failed her. Yeah, I I just look at it as. They're trying to bring this show back to life. And I don't want to get into it because this is another podcast, but I think the show was done. The, the Chibnall in that era had did a lot of damage to the show. So far, they haven't. Okay, they bring David Tennant and they bring Catherine Tate. And, and, and um, yeah, all that, that's helping for sure. And Russell T. Davis, obviously. Uh, 
maybe unfortunately, but um, oh, I knew that was coming. Sorry, I just couldn't help it myself. Um, Can't be bringing, a podcast bring back, without bashing Russell I mean, T Davies. Unless you bring back <laughs> Dodo. You're not well, bringing, they can't because she, I, I she passed away. You're, you're not bringing back the most popular characters, so it, I don't well, know how much it's going to The most popular one, Sarah Jane, is passed away, is gone. She's never, she's not coming back. Okay, most popular living, Jamie McCrimmon, or maybe. I, don't know. I would rather have Jamie than, brought back than, than Mel, to be honest. Who? Jamie would be interesting. I rather would have Jamie and Zoe before I have. But we'll we'll see. I'm not thinking that she's going to... Hopefully she doesn't come back and is is annoying, but we'll see. Um, No, I don't think she will be. I think they'll fix her, just like they did with... uh, Interesting story. Um, My daughter is named Melanie. Yeah, you named her after the character. It was amazing. Yeah, so that's what everyone thought. All the Doctor Who fans were like, "Oh, he, how could he name it after the one of the worst companions?" And I'm like, I, I think I was the first. I one didn't to say do that. that. I think I was the first one to say that to you. Because as <laughs> soon as my wife said, "Let's use Melanie," because we didn't have a name picked out, because we had a very quick turnaround before <laughs> we, we we she was born very early. She said Melanie, and I was the first thing I thought of was. I know no. Doctor Who fans are going to be like, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Mel- so I said, yeah, let's go with that. And then I've had to live with it ever since. But <laughs> anyways. I can't believe she's actually taller than me. When when she was first born, she was about the size of my hand, and now she's taller than me. <laughs> Bonnie Langford is taller than No, me. your daughter, <laughs> who now has pearl or teal hair. Yeah. Anyhow, um... I think it's pretty awesome that she's getting her own identity. <clears throat> so pretty soon we'll be talking about when's when's the the David Tennis stuff supposed to start up? November. Okay, We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Anyone are, is anyone excited? I mean, I kind of am. He's he's it, like changed so much as an actor. You know, he's done so much. Mm. Since I'm looking, yeah, Doctor Who. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I am too. And I thought they were a, a good pairing, so I'm looking to see what they do with them now. Yeah, I, I just want to know the mystery of why that doctor came back when they, she when she regenerated the first last year. It'd be interesting. Yeah. And we know he's the the, the 15th. Shooty is, is in it, too, because he's in the trailer. So it'd be interesting how it all... I'm looking to see how it all ties together. Yeah. 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 I, I think it... I mean, the trailer looks great. I mean, it was a very short trailer and full of explosions, but the Neil Patrick Harris character looks crazy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I love him. So, you know, he could just stand there and I'd be fine with it. But. He's actually doing a wine or champagne or some type of alcoholic beverage that he made signing in this month around New York area. Oh. I was like, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to be away. I'm sure it's going to be packed. Yeah, it's the 19th of July because I, I wasn't able to go. Um, so I guess when we get closer to that date, we'll, we'll have more conversation about it. I, I, I think it's I'm looking forward to it like as if I'm looking forward to a trial. Or <laughs> you're looking like, forward like, to it as like having to go down to downtown Springfield for jury duty. 
Yeah, but but I'm looking like you know we were all fascinated with O.J. Simpson or whatever when when that happened in the <laughs> trial. It's going to be similar to that. Doctor Who's going to be on trial, and we're going to see if Russell T. Davis can bring it out of the um, out of well, anyways, out of the doldrums that yeah. Chibnall buried it into. Well, so I don't know anyway, if he'll do it, but let's see. Onward uh, to who's been reading or watching anything. Well, Jeff, you must have something because you're you're. Go uh, I've been watching. I watched all the Indiana Joe movies except for the. I'm going to see the new one this weekend. Okay. Actually, tomorrow. Okay, I've heard mediocre I don't, things about it. I but. don't care what you hear. I want to see it for myself because you're oh, always okay. negative. What? Yeah, you you're always negative? negative. Yeah, you find it could be the greatest movie in the world, and you say, "Well, you know, they did this one thing that made it suck." <laughs> Not. A- even the best movies in the world have potential issues and stuff like see? that. See? See? You just went right to negative. <laughs> so what have you been watching or reading, Ken? Um, I have been reading. I finished my friend's book, um, Resurrection Sam, which was about westerns, zombies, and vampires and stuff. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, little short stories about particular characters and everything. I really enjoyed that. I just started reading... Um, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the last of the Space 1999 books. There's a series of books that have come out over the last 15, 20 years or longer. And um, whatever the name of it is, it's a giant book. I just started reading that. Anyone else? Anything else? Well, I'm on a kick of classic golden age of detectives books. Okay. And where I can find them, I'm I'm watching the television adaptations and so i found um niall marsh who was from new zealand considering most of those golden age of detective authors were english um but she wrote the inspector allen uh books and there was a series done in the 90s (laughs) um which is funny to watch um and it's set like right after world war ii so everybody's got like big '90s hair, but they're kind of dressed in <laughs> these clothes. <laughs> um, so, so that's and, been and interesting. And when when did she write it? She, most of them are set before the war, between the two world wars. Yeah. Um, but the television series was set after the war. But did she write the series at the contemporary? Yeah, or? she said she wrote them in the '30s. Oh, okay. 1930s. They're good. I like yeah. them. They're very the the language in the books is very like upper class twit British language. You know? <laughs> Everybody's hooting and hollering and screaming and there's big country houses and so it's kind of funny, but they people are like, Oh, I think she's better than Agatha Christie and I'm like, um I'm not sure about that yet, but we'll see. You... I did actually buy some sci fi or fantasy fiction. Bought a book called Master, the Master of Jinn, D J I N N, written by a guy who is Egyptian. Really good so far. So, mm. that. Have, have you ever read the Marjorie Ellingham Campion books? I have listened to a couple of the audio books, and I like those, but I haven't bought one yet. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I always buy them used because. Yeah, because a lot of them are out of print. Yeah. A lot of them are out of print, and and you know I'm not paying thirteen dollars for a book and then not liking it. So, 
I tend to buy them used. So I haven't, I, I, I'm, I've put myself on a book diet because it's getting out of control. <laughs> How about you, Annie? I've been on a Girl Genius webcomic kick. Girl Genius is a, a sort of a steampunk um, okay. webcomic. And there are books that are based off the webcomics. I've been reading the books now. And I'm up to Agatha Heterodyne and the Siege of Mechanisburg. Hmm. So they fill in a lot more details on the books than they do in the webcomics. And they get a lot of more people's interior thoughts and things. And there are tons of really funny footnotes. So it's a very different experience than just reading the webcomic. But it, it brings a lot more to the, the storyline. It's interesting because I, I visualize steampunk as a very visual medium because of the way it looks and everything. I, I'm fascinated by that type of look, uh, whether it be like um, some of the anime that's come out. Um, I can't remember what I saw that I thought looked visually stunning that was done that way. Steam Boy or something. But, um, but then if it's just in a book, it's just all descriptions. How does that translate? Well, there are good descriptions, but again, I've read the webcomic first, so I'm bringing that okay. into me when I read the books. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to separate the two. But it's a wonderful webcomic. It's been around for ages, I think some even since the 90s. So, hmm. Wow. Interesting. Very varied um, things that we do. <laughs> um, so... Let's get on the page with this, with something that we all have watched recently, and that's called Russell T. Davis's Boomtown, which is from the first season, Crystal e Christopher Eccleston. Um, yeah. This one, <laughs> they may have a, like a quick description of this episode or a synopsis. Um, yeah, this is the, the one with the... And she's called Margaret. I can't her name name in Oh yeah. Margaret Slovene, yeah. Blonde in Slovene. So she's now the mayor of Cardiff and is trying to build a a nuclear power plant right in the middle of Cardiff and she's gonna tear down Cardiff Castle, which everybody was just sort of fine with. Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> And it's called Blythe Droog, which is, of course, Bad Wolf in Welsh. Um, and the TARDIS lands on the rift right there in front of that fountain or wall of water thing where later on, what's it? What's the spinoff show? Torchwood? Yeah, Torchwood. Yeah. yeah, Torchwood. Where Torchwood is located. Uh, they stop there to fuel up. And poor old Mickey shows up. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> There's the only story. one good scene in the entire show, and that's the dinner. With but the it's doctor such, and it's Margaret. Such a, it's such a good scene. I mean, I think yeah. the, the I like this episode, but, okay. but that scene really, really stands out to me as one of the yeah, best things in the first season. Yeah, that uh, was, like, well done. The scene with Margaret, are you talking about? Yeah, Margaret, yes. the doctor, and they're having uh, dinner, the dinner mm -hmm. date. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah, I have to admit that was good, too. Um, the, the story itself is kind of ridiculous, um, the, the primary story. But like, and I have to admit, Russell T. Davis does a really good job of 
delivering a story that really isn't that good, but then he creates characters and other little mini stories that are more interesting, I think. Yeah. And in the in this case we have Mickey and Rose as a, as almost like a focal point throughout this whole thing. And I'm glad that this episode sort of happened because to me, I am Mickey. Because when they're in the restaurant at the beginning and they're going, remember when we did this and we did this and we did this? I find that, and that's the whole season, I find that insufferable. And when they're enjoying themselves and high-fiving and everything, I find that insufferable. And Mickey goes, just look at you guys. You look like a bunch of idiots or whatever. And then later on, Mickey and Rose are kind of like, you know, Mickey's like, hey, Rose, it doesn't matter what you think of me or whatever. You're always going to be wanting to go back to him. And she just takes off on him at one point in mid-sentence. And she's like, he's like, see, I told you. And I feel bad for him. Um, I don't think she ever treated him well. And I think a lot of people are like, no, no, Rose is the hero. And she's he's just an idiot. But I felt bad for him in this. I did, too. I actually wrote that down. I was like, poor Mickey. She's just so casually cruel to him. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't even think about how he's feeling about anything ever until it's convenient for her. He even says says that I was nothing at one point. Yeah. And that's really how she does treat him. It's kind of the consequences of the life she has with the doctor that Mickey kind of falls by the wayside. Just like the... Go ahead. I was going to say, that's a theme that's in in this new series, is once you get wrapped up in the Doctor, everything else is kind of, I mean, they did that with Martha, they did that with Don, they do with everyone, where once you travel with the Doctor, it's hard to go back to your normal life because it's so spectacular, and Mm -hmm. anything else pales to it, boyfriends or whatever, I mean, they, they don't stick with that constantly, but they do the same thing with Amy and Rory to a degree, but that time they brought Rory along and he sort of fit in with that. But in this case, Mickey does get a redemption. He does start to, you know, have better showings as a character. Um, it holds his own basically, but. Yeah. But I mean, I think that was Rose's attitude even before she met the doctor in the very first episode. Yeah. She just sort of treats him as a fun guy that she'll hang out with, but if somebody better comes along, she's going to be off. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. just, bring my passport for me, Mickey. Or, Mickey, I have no one to hang out with today. Let's go do this. So yeah. yeah. I found it almost provocative that Rose is like, hey, we're here for a while, Mickey, let's go go find a hotel room or something like that. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, this is not your. Well, he was the one who suggested it. Oh, was, was. Yeah. It was yeah. a question. And she then he proceeded to tell her that he was going out with some girl from the shop. Yeah. That was really stupid of him because he was this close. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like, Ooh. Well, I, I think he was trying to make her jealous. I think he was making it up. Yeah. That's what he was doing. He was making her jealous. That's bad timing, Mickey. It, yes, it was. But, Wait until yeah. afterwards, you know. No, timing is everything. <laughs> yeah, well. 
Um, now, the Margaret character is very malicious. She's killing people left and right, but she starts to feel sympathy for that woman who's pregnant and everything. So this is another thing that Russell T. Davis does. He, 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 they, they twist it around so that this character all of a sudden becomes sympathetic for at least for a little while, and then and then toward the end, maybe not as much. But um, I did find her character kind of annoying, but also interesting at the same time. Like we, you mentioned the restaurant where they're like trying, you know, the poison and that. That's funny, but also her trying to run away was also kind of funny too. Mm. Um, She's going out the back window, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I didn't find her annoying. I felt I thought that she was a very good character because of the way she was manipulating people, and the mm. way she was. We did feel sympathetic for her for a while. Mm. I, I do like the I do like the actress. She's also in Ted Lasso, and I like her there as well. She's a Is very she... different character there. Okay. I've seen um, her in other things too. Yeah, Annette Badland. Yeah. Um. She's she's good. Um. She's good at what she does. Yeah, I mean, I I think when I first saw this episode, I was already at a downturn when the when the show because I didn't like the two part. Slovene episode to begin with and when she came back I was like oh god here we go again and there was again Russell T. Davis despite what I say I, I don't think I like this one initially but watching it again I do take more good elements out of it and I, I hate to keep comparing this to the contemporary Chibnall but I had a hard time taking any good points out of Chibnall's episodes but this is an example of a story that historically is not good for in my opinion but i find enough good in it that i'm like um that's good. like i you know my, my my negatives are like the whole idea that they're going to blow up and he's, she's going to ride a surfboard that's kind of dumb but that's russell <laughs> p davis i don't mm-hmm. like the whole bad wolf okay here we go with that stupid thing again um but there's a lot of stuff in here with the rose and mickey and then of course with margaret and stuff like that the whole restaurant scene like you mentioned so and the bathroom scene um with the reporter yeah. I th- was was really well done too and um yeah that, that woman who played kathy was in a great detective series called hinterland that i really liked um mm-hmm. she is actually welsh uh so she's done a lot of welsh television but if you ever get a chance to watch hinterland it's very good yeah. Um, this episode felt like a, almost like it didn't even need to be made. It just well, didn't it fit in with the rest. It wasn't supposed to be made. It was a replacement episode because it was supposed to be a story written by Paul Abbott, who was not able to do it because he had other commitments. So Rusty Davis just brought her back because he liked her character in the first two, ep- the, the, the two-parter. Huh. Well, there you go then. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, I just came across that like 30 seconds before you guys said that on Wikipedia. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, well, conveniently you said that. And I was like, oh, I just read that. <laughs> well, I'm looking well, through I, like. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that for a replacement episode, then it's exceptionally good. 
I mean, the restaurant scene makes the whole episode for me, but there are other parts with that I like. I like that we have a monster with a conscience for once. Mm-hmm. I like that they say you kind of let people go every now and then to make yourself feel better, but you're still, you know, killing everybody else, which makes me think of me driving in traffic in the morning that I'll occasionally let somebody on to merge in front of me, but I also <laughs> just drive by a whole bunch of people and don't let them in. <laughs> it was also like the doctor was on trial for his, you know, the past stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. You know the, the, the way his kind of his actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, does he have the right to sentence her to death? And in the end, he doesn't. She turns into an egg, back to an egg. So, yeah. Well, yeah they mentioned that at last you have consequences. We don't really see a lot of the. We haven't seen in the classic series a lot of the consequences of what the doctor did. Right. You mentioned the let one go. Um, I forgot. I've forgotten about that. So you're saying she wants the doctor to let her go. Well, she doesn't want to get taken back to her home planet. Yeah. She'll be executed. Right. And it's, and it's interesting because earlier in the episode, she lets one go with that pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, um, I don't know if I had picked up on that until you guys just mentioned that. but Yeah, she's trying to like say that one person redeems her, but the doctor's pointing out all everything else she did. You can't just be redeemed by that one good action. Yeah. So. I, I also did... thought it was in... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I also thought it was interesting that the doctor said, I make a very bad god. This stood out to me because later on in the series, Russell T. Davis kind of makes David Tennant into a god. Yeah. His version of the doctor, like with the uh, Titanic being lifted by the angels, um, having everyone have to believe in the doctor or to have him come back, kind of. Christmas, so I thought it was very Christmas interesting. episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's why I thought it was very interesting that here they said, I make a very bad god. So it was a really change between the two doctors, I thought. Know what I found really annoying about this episode? John Berriman's performance. He was like, his, the way he acted as Captain Jack was like really annoying. It just seemed like he was trying to, it was just like the way he was doing the lines. It just sounded like he was like yelling them out or like hype, like really loud. It just, it just didn't work for me in this episode where in other stories, he's a lot better. Yeah, he was kind of chewing the scenery. Yeah. Well, I just saw that as part of being Jack. Jack always seems to kind of chew the scenery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I don't I know. Did like, you... I did like Mickey's, you know, what are you, Captain Innuendo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I, I, I really um, liked Mickey in this because I really felt like he was talking for me because he was just like, look at you guys. I also like the um, the scene where Captain Jack jumps over the um, the trolley or whatever the, the the cart, and then of course when Mickey tries it, it just he just falls over and knocks it over and stuff like that. It's that just... that annoyed me actually because the whole foot in the bucket with the toilet paper thing is way too slapstick <laughs> for me. I'm not a big slapstick fan. But that's Russell T. Davis, isn't it? Sometimes. Did you know, and I'm reading this off of a website, that William Thomas, who played Mr. Cleaver, I don't know, he must have been in a character in this episode, also had appeared as a character in Remembrance of the Daleks. And this is making him the first actor to appear in both the classic and revived series of Doctor Who. Interesting. I never knew that. That's interesting. Um, 
Who's Mr. Cleaver? <laughs> yeah, who the heck was Mr. Cleaver? I don't know. It must have maybe it was one of the. He's is he the, the waiter or something? Because he's, he's not even look listed here. He's the he's first in Wikipedia. In Wikipedia, he's the third person. He's listed under Doctor Who, Rose Tyler, and then Mr. Cleaver. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> was he one of the guys oh. at the beginning? I gotta see what he looks. Oh, there's no picture of him, of course. Oh. There is on IMDb. I mean, maybe he's um, might have been one of the guys that gets killed at the beginning or something. Or he was also in Torchwood, apparently, an episode of Torchwood. Oh. No, six episodes of Torchwood. The actor, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's still acting. Hmm. He's in the Pembrokeshire murders. He's in the Steeltown murders. He played Martin in Doctor Who. Whoever he wasn't remembers the dogs. I don't remember. I don't remember his character in Remembrance either, but... No, I don't. Oh, he was in Requiem. That was a good show. And he was in Hinterland. Look, everybody went on to be in Hinterland. <laughs> <laughs> there are only so many Welsh actors. Annette Badland was from Casanova, where most of the people who starred in the first two seasons of Doctor Who were in that show. Yeah. I didn't realize she was in that. Good. No, good for her. Yeah. So I, I, I think, um, in my opinion, I think this episode isn't as bad as I remember it. Uh, there's probably ones in this season that were worse. Yeah. This one didn't make me mad because, like I said, there was Doctor Who back then and still does makes me mad. Um, if a Doctor episode is bad, it, it it doesn't necessarily make me mad. It it can make me upset, but no, it makes me mad. When I no, I, I there'll be a pre, <laughs> another example of this later on when we talk. But um, but I thought I thought this one didn't make me as mad. Uh, um, you, you know, because it didn't do some of the stuff that it normally did, and I think n- n- you know time and space, and they. You know, give each other yeah, a high five. I, I, I just they, I hate when they do that. I hate that, but when Mickey te- tore them down, tore them, t- tore into them, and said, "Hey, you guys," uh, I really it was almost like Russell T. Davis is acknowledging that some of this goofy stuff that he was doing. And, and then there was the episode with um the wolf, a werewolf. Um, yeah, I hate that because they're all like trying to get her to say, uh, "Yeah, they're trying to, get, trying to say I am not amused." And then they're like werewolf, and and the, and then later on the woman the, the 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 um what's her name says people are dying and you're celebrating that and they make knowledge of it and I'm like yeah guys stop you know stop doing that they don't but at least he's acknowledging <laughs> that these the doctor and Rose or whoever are, are kind of you know Acting enjoying like themselves too much maybe but. yeah at their consequences. <clears throat> Yeah, they don't really come to. They don't have to pay their consequences usually. Yeah, here's one of the few times we actually see it. So, right, because they just take off and don't ever have to deal with the fallout. Mm-hmm. Always moving on. Yeah. I do like the idea that I, I wrote down Rose regrets the decision. I don't know if she regrets leaving Mickey behind or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not, but... Well, at the end, she's around looking for him, and he's, like, hiding, and she can't find him. Yeah. So she did kind of sort of go back to see if he was okay. Yeah, but only after the fact. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't Rose. think I, I don't think this makes Rose look like a good person, at least in my mind. I, no, I, she's not a good person. If you look at the I think it's in the script for the first one, her background for her, she's not her she's described as not a as a nice person. Like so she's very selfish. Exactly. Yeah, she is. She just wants what you know. I mean, it's it's been like that in almost every episode. She wanted to see her father again, mm-hmm. and so yeah. she it, ripped the world apart. Yeah, and yeah. Doctor says, "Do not do anything," and she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good because we don't want companions that are perfect. We don't want characters that are perfect, and so I think, in my mind, Rose goes up and down a little bit, but by all means, the actress. Um, Billy Piper does an amazing job in, in this series, I think. You know, not every episode, but this one in particular, I think she's really good in it. And I think that curveball that's thrown her way and sort of putting her down a little bit, almost bringing her back to Earth, literally, is what this episode sort of is about. Um, and she's brought back to Earth several times because one of the episodes where she goes back and the mother's like, you've been missing for so long, you know. It's literally grounding her. Oh, the, the, the last two episodes she's in with the doc. She or no, the next, the next two. The uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, Jackie goes off on her like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She she Jackie basically says the same thing to her. You know, you're you're like a whole different person, and you forget about everybody. Yeah. And she looks down at, oh, like, what do you want me to do? Go back, work in a shop? And her mother goes, I work in a shop. Yeah. So. That surprised me because I just thought, I th- and Russell T. Davis is good with characters. These characters are not shallow. And and they might be in, a, in the first episode or whatever. But as things go on, if he's given the opportunity, he'll create nuances in these characters and you go, Mickey's not just an idiot. Rose is just not, you know, this and that and stuff like that. So I think... Oh, yeah, no, there's definitely nuances. That's, I mean, it's part of the reason why I love the new series far more than the old series. Everybody, and not always in the old series, but it, it was just flat. Everybody was flat. It was way more about advancing the plot yeah. than... Yeah also getting to know the people and i mean that i think is true of a lot of other shows that were you know big 40 years ago and you watch them now and you're like wow everybody's just like a cardboard cutout uh i mean like battlestar galactica the original is good i haven't watched it in many many years but then they create these (laughs) that's 1980 which was well forget galactica (laughs) the, the newer galactica the character's much more character development and, mm, and yes. to the point where it's some of these characters are horrible and stuff like that. But um same thing with Doctor Who. I I, I agree. I think classic you, you know, the characters they have characters, but they're not they can't hold a torch to um what Russell D. Davis created for characters. We we could argue that it falls apart toward Chimnall's era, but um because in this one episode, I know more about Mickey and Rose than I do about many, many episodes with those characters from Chimnall's era, which I, I can't even remember their names now. But 
um, companions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Graham and the kid I can't ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? I don't know. Can't remember. Can't believe we can't remember that guy's name. Anyways, um, yeah. So, so Annie, you like this one quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it too. I think it. I think it's a pretty decent episode. I liked it more than I remember liking it. Yeah. Mm. Same here. Yeah, it wasn't I, bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I um. It's not my first choice for this season, obviously, um, but it's better than I remember it. So it's not the best episode ever, but it was a lot stronger than I remembered it. Yeah, and I remember liking it the first um, time it's I saw better it. Better than that so. episode that will not be named. That's a lot of episodes, Jeff. Oh no, it's it's uh, <laughs> the one the one from the Chibnall era. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to mention that. Okay. Um, so anyone that's listening to this, if you haven't watched Boomtown in a long time, maybe check it out. Um, you know, it is sort of like a continuation of a couple of episodes. You know, there's some continuity. They even mentioned that the whole riff thing was created by that was the Gelf from the um, from the second episode or third episode. Yeah, yeah, third one. Orphan Fifty Five. You mentioned it. You sh you shouldn't have mentioned it. You're you're in you're in um timeout. Time out, yeah. Okay, anything else about this one? No, no. I think it's enough. Nope. Okay, thanks for listening.